Mark 2, 1 through 12. Welcome to a Ministry of Hope with Sarah Jones. When he entered Capernaum again after some days, it was reported that he was at home. So many people gathered together that there was no more room, not even in the doorway, and he was speaking the message to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic, carried by four men. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above where he was, and when they had broken through, they lowered the stretcher on which the paralytic was lying. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this man speak like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right away, Jesus understood in his spirit that they were reasoning within themselves and said to them, Why are you reasoning these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up, pick up your stretcher and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, He told the paralytic, I tell you, get up, pick up your stretcher, and go home. Immediately, he got up, picked up his stretcher, and went out in front of everyone. As a result, they were all astonished and gave glory to God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. This Christmas, I I received a beautiful fan. As I slowly unfolded the fan, I went back in time. I remembered clearly how I felt as I approached my father with my huge request. It was the summer of 1961, and the days had become unbearably hot. Several of my friends had cheap plastic fans that to my eight-year-old eyes looked like the most elegant thing ever invented. I wanted one. I climbed up onto my father's lap and presented my plea for a fan. The next day, I was thrilled when my father came home from work and told me to come out to the car with him. He said that he had something that he wanted to show me. I can still remember the look on his face. When I got to the car, he triumphantly opened the door, and there, on the back seat, were not one, but two window fans. I was stunned and not quite sure how to respond. My father's magnanimous gift wasn't the cheap plastic fan I asked for, but instead a way to cool the house with cross ventilation. 
Later, my father gave me a little fan that I had asked for. When I think how in Mark 2, the friends brought their paralyzed man to Jesus, believing and wanting Jesus to heal their friend, I'm reminded of my request to my father for a fan. My father began by giving me more than I'd asked for. The men who carried their friend to Jesus had heard about all the people that he had healed. They had enough faith to dig through the roof of the house where Jesus was and to lower their friend before him. However, I wonder if they were as surprised as the scribes were when in response to their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Mark 2, 5. It's one thing to remove paralysis from the body, but it is a far greater gift to have the paralysis of sin removed from the soul. I have known those whose lives are paralyzed by the choices that they've made. Like the prey of a poisonous spider, they're entangled in a web that seems to bind them. I've watched helplessly as they struggle only to find themselves wrapped tighter and tighter in the web of despair. They brought their friends to Jesus, their friend to Jesus, believing that he had the power to heal. But they discovered that he was more than just a healer. Jesus had come with the power to break the curse of sin and to release those paralyzed by the hopelessness of their condition. In my imagination, I can see the amazement on their faces as they looked down from the hole they made in the roof in their effort to get their friend to Jesus. Jesus shows who he really is by not only healing their friend's body, but also releasing him from his sins.